Hey there, welcome to the Ketchup Corner, the podcast where we sit down once a week to discuss the latest pop culture and entertainment media topics. I'm your host, Cameron Tyner. Let's catch up. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Ketchup Corner. I hope you are excited to catch up today. I know I am. Um, last week was a little bit of a short episode just because, um, I was pretty down bad (laughs) with sickness, um, but I'm feeling much better this week, thank goodness, um, and I'm so excited to record this episode. Honestly, there's so much going on, I feel like. I'm not even sure I'm going to cover everything that I've heard about in pop culture this past week because I feel like I'm, like, forgetting things. Um, But I do have a pretty good list of things to talk about, so I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm having a pretty pretty good week. Um, You know, just been trucking through the classes this week. (laughs) literally on Wednesday I had four classes and I was like I want to skip every single one of them but like if you know me you know that I've never skipped a class the entire time I've been in college like if I've missed a class it's because I've like been excused for some reason but I've literally never skipped like not once like I've never just like not shown up and not reached out to my professor before and I highly, highly, highly considered it this this Wednesday. But I did not. Um, I powered through and made it to each and every class that I had to go to. Um, but I'm so glad to be on the other side, done with classes for the week, pretty much done with homework for the week. So I'm ready to relax a little bit. Um, but yeah, I hope... Everyone listening is doing well. I hope you've been having a great week, um, staying healthy and happy. Um, But yeah, I think that's pretty much it for me. Uh, So let's just dive right in, shall we? Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about in celebrity news is the, the elephant in the room, okay? Like, Harry Styles and Emily Ratajkowski were spotted making out in Tokyo, which created a huge uproar because, I mean, obviously they're both single, but they've also both, like, recently been in relationships, um, and I just think this is incredibly interesting, um, and I've heard a lot of rumors about it, like, oh, they were, like, both at this event in Tokyo, and so, like, they were just, like, kind of both there, and they met up, and then some people were, like, you know, he was having a concert there, and he flew her out, and, like, so I don't know what the truth is. I think the truth is that they were both there for the event, but, of course, I could be completely wrong, um, but they definitely were smooching, like, it is on camera hardcore you know tons of photos tons of videos like there's no denying it um but 
the thing that I found most interesting about this is that Emily Ratajkowski is supposedly pretty good friends with Olivia Wilde, who's, as we know, Harry Styles' ex-girlfriend. Um, and, you know, some sources have been saying that Olivia is, you know, furious with Emily and Emily is trying to get back in Olivia's good graces. Um, so with that being said, I don't know if that's entirely true. Maybe Olivia doesn't care at all, but... If it is true, I don't think that we will see Harry Styles and Emily together again. Um, just because it's not a good look. It's not a good look. You know? Like, you can't go around kissing your friend's ex-boyfriend. Like, it just, it's never going to work out. Um, so, if it is a problem, I don't, I don't think we'll be seeing this again. But I will be keeping my eyes peeled. Because... I don't, I don't know how I feel about this relationship. Like, when I first saw the photos, videos, I was like, ugh, like, <laughs> I did not like it. But then I was just kind of thinking, like, you know, Harry Styles and Emily Ratajkowski just have, like, similar, like, energies. And maybe everyone will disagree with that. But I think they're both just, like, have this, like, young, crazy, like, free, I can do whatever I want energy, and so maybe that, that could be good, you know, but I don't know, I also, like, it did 100% give me the ick, like, when I saw it, so, yeah, everyone, everyone keep your eyes peeled for more Emily and Harry, um, I, I don't think we'll see this again, but it, we did see it, <laughs> the next thing that I think is very interesting is that Taylor Swift is going to debut an exhibit at the Arlington Museum of Art. It's going to be called the Eros Collection and it's going to be open from June 3rd to September 24th and I think you can start buying tickets to like go to it on April 4th. Um, so that's really cool. Apparently it's going to be like an exhibit that highlights all of her eras. There will be eight costumes that are, you know, original for Taylor that she's worn. Um, and then narratives, it said in the article, um, that are drawn from her eras. So I think it's just going to be like an exhibit that kind of takes you through all of Taylor Swift's eras throughout her career with all of her different albums and um, how they were stylized very differently. Um, I think that's a really cool thing that's happening, but I do have to say, I feel like with Taylor Swift, like, really, like, highlighting the eras stuff, I'm like, okay, like, if she's doing an eras collection now, like, what about the eras that come after, you know? It makes me scared, you know? I'm like, are there eras after this? Um... Or is she going to take, like, some huge break after um, she's done with her heiress tour? Like, I don't know. Like, it it really makes me a little nervous because Taylor is not a stranger to falling off the face of the earth for a few years. But in the past few years, like, we are not used to that at all. Like, 
you know, I saw, like, since, like, there was, like, this trend on TikTok that, like, people were saying, like, what has happened since the pandemic, like, me telling myself things that have happened since, like, 2020 or whatever, and everyone's like, Taylor Swift released five albums, (laughs) and that's 2023. That is an excess amount of content, like, that is just insane, the amount of content she has been releasing, so I don't expect, I just feel like you can't expect that to carry on for much longer, because it's literally insane, um, so I feel like once she releases her re-recordings, like, once all of them are released, like, she's just gonna be like, okay, bye, (laughs) so I'm a little scared about that, um, and I don't know why, um, the Eras Collection exhibit at Arlington Museum of Art triggered that fear, but it most certainly did, um, but I do think the exhibit is cool, and, you know, I think I would like to see it, so maybe, maybe it'll catch me in Arlington, who knows, from sometime between June 3rd and September 24th, (laughs) um, so I do want to talk about a little bit of movie news, um, So, first thing, which I don't know as much about, um, is that the newest Wes Anderson movie trailer dropped, um, and this movie is going to be called Asteroid City. I haven't watched the trailer yet, but I'm going to watch it, hopefully tonight sometime after this, um, but I do want to see it, um, the trailer at least. I don't know if... This movie is going to be for me, so who knows if I'm going to end up seeing it, but, you know, it's it's got a lot of heavy hitters, you know, it's it's a star-studded cast. You've got Scarlett Johansson, Jason Schwartzman, Jeffrey Wright, Tilda Swinton, Brian Cranston, Edward Norton, Maya Hawke, Steve Carell, Hong Chow, Willem Dafoe, and Margot Robbie. Like, that is a ton of people, and a ton of characters, and I found that, like, lately when I've been watching movies, um, or even TV shows, like, I've tended to lean more towards shows that have, like, a small cast, and not even, like, I mean, it doesn't have to be tiny. A lot of times, I have watched and enjoyed, like, shows or movies where, like, two people are, like, the main characters, you know, and they're, like, pretty much the only ones in it, and a lot of the times, movies and TV shows like that are my favorite, so I feel like I've started to learn about myself that I don't love movies and TV shows with, like, huge casts that I have to, like, learn about all these people, like, I don't know, I guess I just kind of, like, find it overwhelming in some way, um, but this cast is crazy, and I feel like a lot of them, like, being in the same movie is interesting to me. Um, so I'm definitely going to give the trailer a watch at the very least. Um, but if you like Wes Anderson movies, then there you go. Check it out. Um, another piece of movie news, which is really just movie rumors, and I've been highly discussing this because it is literally so stressful to me. 
Um, so there are rumors circulating about the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo movie adaptation, which if you don't know, it's being done by Netflix, um, which that in itself scares me because I feel like Netflix doesn't always make the best movies, especially book to movie adaptations. Like, so I'm a little scared and now I'm even more scared because I saw this Reddit post, which obviously it's Reddit. So, not 100% trustworthy, but, like, sometimes people on Reddit just have the scoop. Like, it, they just do. Like, you know? So, I saw on Reddit a list of actresses who have already received the script for The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. And this could very well be true because the script has already been confirmed by Taylor Jenkins Reid, like, that it's completely written, approved, like, it's ready to go be it's ready to go and be sent out to actors so this is a highly likely possibility however it terrifies me um so the actresses for potentially playing evelyn are isa gonzalez selena gomez rita moreno rachel zegler and camila cabello (laughs) which is a little bit shocking to me. I definitely think there are some other options out there that need to be considered. Honestly, I think Isa Gonzalez could be good. Like, she would be my top pick off of this list, but obviously you have, like, an age range going on here. Like, obviously Rachel Zegler is very young, and then the others are a little bit older, and then we have Rita Moreno, who's even older than them. Um, And so, obviously, they're trying to cast, you know, like, young Evelyn Hugo and then I mean I don't know if they're going to but I feel like they have to cast like a middle-aged Evelyn and then an older Evelyn at the end you know so I think there's evidence here that they are doing that but all of this concerns me um except for Rita Moreno because I love Rita and I don't think anyone else should play Evelyn Hugo in her final years except for Rita like she is the one and only um and then for Celia St. James we have Sadie Sink, Isla Fisher, Natalia Rudakova, and Bryce Dallas Howard (laughs) um y'all this is just a no for me like I'm being so 100% honest I mean I guess Sadie Sink like sure because like I mean, this is probably wrong of me, but I don't really... I feel like she's, like, the young redhead, you know? Like, if there is a young redhead role, Sadie Sink is getting it, (laughs) you know? Oh, wait, no, there's that other girl. Oh, gosh, what is her name? I literally have to look this up. It's the the girl who was in, um... Oh, gosh. She was in It, and, um... She was also in that show what is that show called the end of the effing world I think is what it was called but Sophia Lillis yeah okay if someone was probably screaming that at me but Sophia Lillis is the other redhead option for young young redheads I think other than Sadie Sink so you know throw her name in toss her name in the hat so yeah I'm just I'm just not rocking with these options like I have to be honest And I think, personally, like, 
I have a pretty good list. I don't want to put it out there, but I have a phenomenal cast for this film, and I think that Taylor Jenkins Reid should call me up, or I should call her up. What would happen if you just called Taylor up? That's that's me right now. I'm going to call her up and be like, listen, I don't know what's going on with this. I don't know if Reddit was lying, but something has to be done about this. And I have some actresses you need to cast, okay? And that's all I'm going to say about that. And also, I regret to inform you that we do not have a movie of the week this week because I have not watched a movie because I've simply been watching one TV show 24-7. I'm addicted to it and I cannot stop. And after I tell you some TV news, um, I'm going to do you a little catch up on me watching TV and me being addicted to this one particular show because I, I don't think you guys are expecting this, okay? Like, I really don't. When I tell you what show I've been addicted to, you're going to be like, I'm sorry, what? And, you know, I love the thrill. And right now, am I building suspense? Yes. So, buckle in. Let's cover some TV news, and then I'll tell you. (laughs) So, first up in TV news, we have some very exciting TV news, in my opinion. Um, It's about White Lotus Season 3. I actually have a couple of different things that I've heard about White Lotus Season 3, and I'm so excited about it because... Y'all know I love this show, like, during award season, when they were winning awards, like, you know I was rooting for them every single time, like, I literally am obsessed with White Lotus, and I also feel like it's a show that, like, got better in the second season, like, the first season, I really enjoyed, it was so good, um, and the second season, like, I just liked it even more, I just really enjoyed the characters and all their dynamics. And, of course, the second season was set in Italy, which I loved. So if you haven't watched the first two seasons of White Lotus, I highly recommend watching them. Um, And if you don't know kind of what White Lotus is about, it is a... Um, I guess you can't call it limited series anymore. I heard that next award season they're going to be taking it out of the limited series circuit. So, it's a TV series that is centered around a resort, like a hotel resort, called the White Lotus. And it's supposed to be, like, this, like, international type of resort. Like, they have White Lotus resorts all over the world, um, and the the season, each one follows a group of people that are staying at the resort, and it's, like, the, the 1% elite people, like, richest people in the world probably going to these resorts, and it's usually, like, three or four different groups of people that you follow that, you know, don't know each other, like, the only thing that they have in common is that they're all rich and they're all at this resort and obviously like they overlap in some places and you know they get to know each other and stuff but it's also just about like the dynamics 
between the groups that come, like, whether that be, like, a couple or a family dynamic or, (laughs) in Jennifer Coolidge's case, her character usually has, like, a dynamic with people she meets there or people that work at the resort. Um, It's just so entertaining and always in, like, such a beautiful setting. Like, you're watching and you're like, I literally want to go there, like, so bad. So it's it's just a really good show. So I haven't seen the first and second season. The first one is in Hawaii. The second one is in Italy. Check those out. Um, because there is going to be a season three, which I'm really excited about. And it was recently announced that season three is going to be set in Thailand, which is really cool. And they always film this um, series in a Four Seasons resort, so I'm sure they'll film it at a Four Seasons in Thailand, but there is actually one more piece of news about this that I found to be pretty interesting, and that is that Mike White, who is the creator, writer of White Lotus, he was spotted talking with Danny DeVito, which... At first, I know you're like, Cameron, why do you care that Mike White and Danny DeVito are having lunch together? Normally, would I care about this? No. However, I don't want to spoil the show. Um, But adding Danny DeVito, like, now would be the perfect time to add him. Because there is just a space for a character, Danny DeVito-esque character, Um, and I think season three is a time because, you know, each season has different characters and for the past two seasons, there's only been one character that has overlapped. Um, and I think it would be really cool to bring in Danny DeVito. I think he would be so funny. I think he would just have the most hilarious energy on the show and it would just elevate it so much. So I really hope they were meeting to, you know, bring Danny DeVito on to White Lotus. So that is the first piece of TV news because I had to talk about White Lotus. But I do have one more thing to talk about. And of course, I'm gonna talk about my girl, Jessica Chastain. So it's recently been announced um, that she is going to be in an Apple TV limited series called the savant i think i no i literally googled how to say this word and i still still don't know how to say it like it's actually embarrassing because i googled it already and okay here we go i'm about to play it because i just don't know savant savant the so the oh my gosh this is really embarrassing the savon anyway the savon we're gonna go with that anyways she is gonna be in a limited series called the savon and it is an eight part series there'll be eight episodes and it follows a top secret investigator which is obviously jessica Um, And she infiltrates online hate groups to take down the most violent men in the country. That sounds like a show I want to watch. Like, I'm just going to be so honest. But, you know. Who knows when this is coming out. Apparently it's been in the works for a while. 
Um, and it's also based on a true story, which, you know, Jessica Slay is a true story. We've seen it time and time again. So I'm sure it's going to be amazing. And I also feel like Apple TV is like one of the top competitors for putting out great limited series. Because if I had to like think about all the networks or streaming platforms that put out TV shows that would be like Apple TV, Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO, Hulu, Paramount Plus. Do they have like originals? Showtime. I would say that Apple TV has the best shows. Apple TV and HBO Max. Like, those are the top two in my opinion. Like, Never have I watched a series on either HBO or Apple TV and not liked it. And I stand by that. So, I think that's going to be really good. And I think Jessica Chastain is constantly working. Like, this girl is busy. Like, busy. She's always... Like, literally every time one of her projects ends, she's like, Okay, this is my next thing. Because I literally just announced that she was going to be in, like some movie last week or the week before that like she she never gives it a break and I mean I respect that I love that for her but she is on the grind so that's our tv news I have obviously a tv recap because I've told you I've been invested in tv so much this week so first up we gotta we gotta come back to what we were already on, which is Daisy Jones and the Six. I have watched a few more episodes. I think the last time we talked, I was on like episode three. I'm now on episode seven, and I don't I just don't know, guys. Okay, like I like I like the show. I really think the show is well done. I mean, comparatively comparatively with the book do I think it's well done um not really but like as shows go in general do I think it's well done yes and I just still have like bones to pick with it you know like I really 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 do not like Daisy Jones and I do not like Billy Billy Dunn like I just don't like their characters and, I don't know, like, I think I talked about this last week, like, I, I didn't love them, like, I wasn't, like, obsessed with those two characters when I read the book, but also, like, I wasn't, like, I didn't hate them, and when I watched this show, like, I literally hate them, like, I don't know, it's just, like, for Daisy, it's just, like, entitlement, I guess, and, like, she has just, like, a lot of self-pity. Like, I feel like so much of the time is, like, her being, like, oh, my life is so hard and, like, wanting the other people in the show to feel bad for her and, like, when they, like, snap back at her, she, like, always has this, like, how could you do this to me look? And I just think, I don't know, I don't feel bad for her, for one. Um, but I just, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's a popular opinion. I've talked to other people about it, and they were like, no, like, I, I like her. So, as far as I know, it's just me. So, maybe if you watch it, you will like Daisy Jones. Or if you have watched it, 
and you love her, let me know. Um, but I do also have, like, eight, I'm not eight more episodes, <laughs> three more episodes to watch, um, and so maybe at the end of the show, I'll be like, I love Daisy Jones, she really, she really grew on me, we'll see, um, I don't think that will happen for Billy, because I just think he's kind of a terrible person, and all the women who are around him are just, they're just better than him, and that's, and that's that. But, clearly, if Daisy Jones was the show that I was mentioning earlier, I would have finished it. Because, if I was so addicted, I would have watched all, every episode possible. So, it's not the show that I'm obsessed with. The show that I'm obsessed with is, shockingly, Survivor. Now, I know that's really out of left field. And, can I even say, like, what led me to watch Survivor, I don't really know, I think I, like, saw a video, like, on Instagram Reels (laughs) of one of the, like, Survivor challenges, like, it's, like, the one where they're laying in the water, and there's, like, this, like, cage kind of above the water, and they, like, hang on to the cage, like, as the tide comes in, and whoever, like, hangs on the longest, like, wins immunity or whatever, I don't know. I think that's what I saw, and I was like, wait, do I, do I love Survivor? Like, should I watch it? And, obviously, the newest season, I say obviously, like, everyone keeps up with Survivor and knows that the newest season is coming right now. Not obviously. The newest season of Survivor is currently ongoing. There's only four episodes of it out, which I have watched all of, and I'm deeply invested in the people already. Also, when I refer to Survivor, I sometimes say characters on accident. So if you hear me calling these real human beings characters, please ignore, because I didn't mean that. (laughs) But anyways, I'm deeply invested in all of the people on the show in the new season, but I have to wait for the new episodes to come out. Actually, I think a new episode just came out yesterday, so I need to watch it. But, I'm just so addicted. I think the dynamic of Survivor is truly so interesting to me. So, if you've never watched Survivor, I'm shocked. Because the season that I'm watching right now is season 44. Isn't that not crazy that there's 44 seasons of this show? They do like two a year, so there's... They've been doing this for 22 years. So me and Survivor are the same age, basically. Which is insane. Survivor has been coming on the whole time I've been born. That's nuts. Anyway. Basically what they do is everyone gets split up into what they call a tribe. And, you know, each tribe, like, has a color. And, like, they wear, like, the bandanas. Um... They have, like, a special name for, like, the bandanas, but I can't remember what it is. Oh, oh, it's buffs. They call them buffs, I think. But anyways, they all, like, have to wear that. And each tribe is, like, put on a different little island. And basically, they do these challenges. They all meet up at the main island and do these challenges. And, like, usually two tribes win immunity in the challenges. And the tribe that loses has to go to tribal council at the end of the night. 
And that basically means that they all have to vote one person out of their tribe. And that person, like, goes home. And this goes on. I think they said the whole thing lasts, like, 26 days. That's crazy. They're on these little islands for 26 days, like, kind of foraging, but kind of not. Like, they're definitely getting more help than, like, if they were on, like, Naked and Afraid or something like that. But it's just so entertaining because, like, they're all, like, trying to, like, fight for immunity. And then they get these, like, little immunity idols. And they, like, have to decide if they're going to, like, lie to their team about having them. Or, like, sometimes they have to do little challenges to win the items. And it, like, makes the group dynamics difficult. I don't know. It is just so entertaining to me. And... Since there's only four episodes of that season out, I had to start another season, so I just went back one and started watching 43, and I'm dying to get to the part where they merge. So basically, each team is, like, slowly losing people, and at a certain point, they all merge onto the same island, and so then everybody is together, and they haven't been together the whole time, and then they keep going, like... And I think they do challenges where they all are, like, individually competing. Like the one where, you know, they were hanging on the thing and the last person to still be hanging on got immunity. Like, I think they do challenges like that to, to like, fight for themselves individually. But then they still have to do tribal council where they vote someone out. I just, I just think it's so interesting and... I really, I'm really invested for some reason. Like, the first night that I watched it, I literally stayed up till 3 in the morning watching Survivor. Like, that is crazy to me. Anyway, that's why I haven't watched any movie. That's why I haven't finished Daisy Jones and the Six. Like, I literally cannot stop watching Survivor. I just can't. So, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all for TV. Um, let's talk about music really quickly. So, the first thing I need to bring up is that at her Eras tour in Las Vegas, Taylor Swift brought out Marcus Mumford and they sang Cowboy Like Me together. Now, if you know me, you know how absolutely devastating that is to me. Obviously, I'm happy she sang it, but I so desperately wanted to be there when she sang Cowboy Like Me. Like, whenever she started singing it, I was so crushed. I was like, no, she was supposed to save that one for me. Like, literally, I got this cowboy hat tattoo for nothing. Come on, Taylor. Come on, seriously. But, yeah, I just had to bring that up so everyone can know that I'm suffering. And on last week's episode, I literally said one of the songs I want her to sing is Cowboy Like Me. And now I'm crushed. And I also made a list in my phone of the songs because I was, like, spitting them off in the podcast episode. But I really I really refined my list a little bit. I don't know where I put it in my phone, though. Oh, okay, yeah. So I have Dress, Cowboy Like Me, Rip, Clean, Paris, and glitch. I also would accept <laughs> also would accept Ivy and 
honestly, I'm a little bit scared to name off more songs because I feel like as soon as I spoke that into existence, Taylor Swift literally sang one of the songs off my list, so that literally crushed my spirit. So I'm not going to say them anymore. That, that that I just said was the last I will be saying because that was just cruel and unusual of her to do to me. Okay. Next up in music, there are a couple of albums coming out this weekend. The first one is Portals by Melanie Martinez, which I will say I don't listen to her as of right now, but I used to love her when I was in like middle school. So I'm so interested to listen to her new album that's coming out this Friday. And then also in music, Boy Genius is releasing their album. It's called The Record, and I literally can't wait. Um, I'm going to see Boy Genius this summer and Claro. Um, so I'm really excited because this will be the album that they'll be playing the most of, I'm sure. So I'm literally dying to listen to it and probably cry because I'm sure it'll be depressing. But I genuinely cannot wait to hear all this new music. So yeah, that's pretty much it for music news. Um, let's let's do a little book catch up. Okay, so I blew through the Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Literally blew through it, and I didn't even realize like I was reading it so fast, but I just was, and I really liked it. It didn't it didn't have like a profound effect on me, um, really, but I did really enjoy it. Um, I think I ended up giving it, like, four stars on Goodreads because I enjoyed it. It just didn't, like, you know, change my life. But it was really good. Um, so, of course, I've had to move on a little bit. But I haven't really read anything too much. I've had trouble, like, getting into something. So, I've tried a few different things, like, on my phone. And nothing is really stuck yet. Um, the only thing that I think might stick is um, Seven Days in June by Tia Williams. That's the only thing that I've read, like, the most of. So I think that's the book that I'm going to try and dive into on my phone. But I'm still still trying to think about what book I'm going to read on, like, a physical copy book. So, yeah, stay tuned. Hopefully I'll have some kind of book that I'm reading by next week. Um, but, yeah, that that's how reading's going. And... That is pretty much it for this week's podcast. Um, I want to say thank you guys so much for being here. Thanks for bearing with me last week while I was sick and had to deliver a little bit of a short episode. I hope everyone has a really great week. I hope you enjoy listening to the new music that's coming out this week. I hope you watch Survivor. I hope I inspired you to watch Survivor. Um, I've been watching it on Paramount+. Plus, um, But I know it's available on other platforms, so... Everybody get out there and watch Survivor. We can start a Survivor group, you know? Like, we can all be obsessed. But anyways, I am so excited to talk to you again next week, and I can't wait to catch up. Let's talk soon.